0: Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. Thanks for joining us for episode 41. Our show is sponsored by Thrasher Coffee. Shop at thrashercoffee.com for specialty coffees and use the coupon code THANKSTHRASHER. THANKS THRASHER to get 25% off. I am Joe Darnell and joining me today is my co-host, Mr. Eric Rauch. Hi, Eric. Good morning, Joe. Glad to be here. Thank you. Glad to hear it. I'm drinking some coffee that's making me particularly glad today. This is super fresh It from is Thrasher Coffee.
1: Yep, Roasted yesterday.
0: Sponsored by ThrasherCoffee.com. <laughs> All right, so uh, we have a lot to talk about because some interesting things have happened in the last seven days. Things that I couldn't have anticipated, things that make me sad, some things that make me very happy to see. Uh, we got something very humorous to discuss. Do, um, do tell, Joe. You want me to get to the bad news first? Uh, yes. Okay, bad news first. Last week in uh, a little bit of the show, I mentioned that i had been using the AeroPress for a good long time, and I would be moving on to using the Chemex as my regular coffee maker because Mm -hmm. my sister was moving in. And I would like to make more coffee in a single brew so that we can all enjoy coffee at the same time and be a little bit more efficient in the kitchen in the morning ritual. Cue foreboding music. Okay, so sadly, what happened was our cat happened. Uh, that's the sound of glass breaking. Wah, wah, wah. Down beneath my coffee shrine was this shattered Chemex. I'm still finding bits of the glass here and oh, there. Wow! The, there's some of my Chemex in my foot right now, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a, uh, it's a pretty daily sad. reminder. It was the youngest cat. What are you going to do? She's adorable. We're not going to let her come between us and our coffee though. So we're going to have to, this has to be dealt with mm-hmm. swiftly. Uh, maybe I'll take that out, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So the cat's fine. Oh, the cat's fine. And it's, uh, I'm back to the AeroPress until I find another solution. So I'm thinking I'm, I'm probably going to move on, get another coffee brewer. I could get another Chemex and maybe just protect it with, you know, guard it with my life, put it under lock and key mm-hmm. from now on. But then I also thought, you know, for a good long time, I've wanted to try out one of the Kalita brews. So I'm going to get a Kalita. Um, what do you think of
1: that? Okay. I think that, I think that's fine. Um, I would, I'd probably recommend a V60. How are your V60? Right. When I do pour over coffee, that's what I always use. And recently I did, I did get a Melita, a Melita 10 cup pour over coffee maker of all things. And that kind of happened when I had the same issue that, that one of our listeners did when he was asking us, how do we make, how do we make large batches of specialty coffee? We're still in the search for the answer my parents were in town and i had the same issue they, they both drink coffee so there was there was like six coffee drinkers in the house at that at that point so i ordered one on amazon you know got it got it 2 days later with amazon prime is amazon a sponsor of this show not yet oh we need to
0: I have made a little bit of money though from them through referral links. Great, at TopRude.fm.
1: Thank you, Amazon.
0: They're going to buy somebody a very nice present
1: for Christmas. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, I decided to go ahead and get one of the the Melita drippers. It's a supposed ten cup. So you know, you have a big a big glass carafe that comes with it. It's like twelve dollars. I mean, it's 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 not even worth wondering. So it's
0: like the poor man's Chemex.
1: Yes, but it's not all glass. You know, the carafe itself is glass, but the dripper itself is plastic. And the first, however many batches I made, I just, I could not drink it. It, it just tasted like plastic. Oh. Um, oh, so dude. I tried, I tried heating it up in, in um, white vinegar. I tried doing all sorts of different things. And I still, I still have that plastic taste a little bit. It might be in my mind. My wife says she doesn't taste it anymore. But anyway, all that to say, you know, I do have another dripper, which is, which is the Melita, but I would still recommend the, uh, the V60. But, but I've, I've heard good things about the Kalita. I'd be interested in, 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 in trying it myself.
0: Okay, I'll compare them over the weekend and make a decision. I think that they both make solid uh, coffee drippers because they come in different colors and different materials. And you have the Hario, which comes highly recommended. I know many a good a good person, a good coffee drinker that sticks by the Harios. And I've, the reason I was probably attracted to the Kalita was really for the Kalita Wave, which just is such a photogenic looking coffee maker. Right. I, uh, I could use that. That would help my Instagram, you know? I think yeah. everybody listening to the show, get on Instagram, start liking my
1: pictures. And maybe there's another show we could do. I, kn- I know we talked about comparing AeroPress to, to Chemex Coffee last time, right? Mm-hmm. Chemex is gone. So maybe maybe we could compare, I could bring my V60 over and we compare V60 to Kalita Wave. Sure, yeah. Coffee, you know. uh, Yeah, make the same coffee through the, through the two different methods and see what happens.
0: Oh, Definitely. So that's the sad truth people, um don't let your cats around your Chemexes. They don't mix.
1: Yeah, basically Chemexes and falls do not mix. It's a completely glass coffee maker. So, I mean Oh, and it's a delicate one. Yeah, so it's attractive. Mean,
0: it looks like it was made of like blown glass by hand. It's yeah. It's just a gorgeous. You can you dripper. can
1: maybe get away with like knocking it over in the sink maybe, but if it even gets knocked just a little bit off the off the counter onto the floor, it's it's pretty much done that's the uh, occupational hazards I guess of owning a chemex now you don't have a chemex I for do. that kind of reason do you ever
0: have it at the coffee roaster y- y'all aren't sc- oh, clumsy no, no, no. with your devices but I imagine by now it would be broken
1: no no because our roastery and our our test kitchen so to speak are all in the same place it's not like we have a, a kitchen where we can we, where we can keep things and keep them somewhat safe out of out of harm's way all of our our brewing devices are either um, French presses which is you know which is, which is glass but we do have an all-metal French press, which I haven't really been thrilled with. Really? Yeah. I can... Maybe it's just me. I don't know. But I still I still think that, that the metal imparts some sort of flavor into the coffee, especially if it sits there for any amount of time. I've you noticed
0: just, that the metal sort of like thermoses create some kind of flavor problem for me as well. Not just with coffee, but with anything like water. For a while, I was using this thermos I'd take to the office and I wanted to use my own water from home. Yeah. And I, it was just a bad idea because... Maybe two hours later, it just tasted like metal.
1: Yeah, I was. I'm not sure what I was thinking, but I thought maybe it was it was metal on the outside and then like glass lined on the inside. It was a good idea, you know, because I wanted something oh, that is. would be it would be essentially unbreakable in our in and our lab. Many of
0: them get a lot of high star ratings.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the one the one that, that we got just it's it's not it's not doing it for me, so I don't use that one very often. Um, but the V6 that we have is a is a plastic cone. Now the craft on that is black or uh, is is uh, is glass, but if we if we knock the carafe off, it's it's done. But if we knock the cone off onto the floor, it bounces. We pick it up, rinse <laughs> it off, and it's fine. So
0: it's neither here nor there. But as far as materials go, I've noticed that metal is the worst. Plastic probably second worst. Uh, I can handle plastics in limited use because I, I take a canteen to the gym. And I fill it up with water and it holds maybe 32 ounces of water. Mm-hmm. But if I keep that full of water all day and I'm drinking it from eight to five, I notice by three o'clock in the afternoon, something about the water is tasting funny huh. and it starts to irritate my mouth in some sort of way. Wow. Yeah. And I think uh, that, that that just doesn't seem good. So I'm apprehensive about plastics and metals. The two the other two of course you have are ceramics and glass. Right. Now glass never causes an irritation, but have you ever noticed that you have bad breath or something and you exhale into the cup, you go back to the cup later, it smells disgusting?
1: That happens specifically <laughs> yeah, to I don't glass.
0: Think so. It happens to glass, it doesn't happen to the other materials. And then the other one uh ceramic Ceramic is awesome. It's always been awesome. I love using coffee mugs for lots of beverages. Right. And what I noticed though, uh, over the years, is that if I'm drinking water out of a ceramic cup, that I'm more thirsty. It makes me more thirsty after drinking the water. (laughs) just off and on. So if I'm drinking just straight water out of a ceramic cup, and then I end up drinking and drinking and drinking more water.
1: You are either the most perceptive person that I know, or the craziest. I've never heard anybody say the things that you say, and, and I'm like, what? I, I've never even thought about that, but... Oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even mean to think about it. Just, it, it just, just occurred, yeah. Things that occurred I realized it that when I was
0: like seven years old. About really? the ceramic cups, yeah. Weird, man. And the reason it had probably occurred to me most was because our neighbors, where I spent a lot of time they mostly had ceramic cups and they had a variety of these different coffee cups that they had collected and that was what they used for all their drinking water and anything else that they had at home so yeah i was using their ceramic mugs and i noticed maybe Man, it's I'm just, just me i don't know thirstier. so <laughs> the more i drink the thirstier i get okay so in another bit of uh this is something like follow up we had a, a question submitted to us from josh lambert and we wanted to get to it in this episode i think that this would be good for discussion Josh Lambert, he's been listening to the show for a while, and he submitted this on Twitter. He said, if y'all could only make one coffee equipment purchase to improve this setup, what would it be? And he shared a picture with us. It's got a Cuisinart coffee maker, a bag of eight o'clock coffee beans, paper filters, which are you know suitable for the cone inside of the Cuisinart. And then we have his, his spice grinder by Mr. Coffee. And this is sitting all beside his refrigerator in the kitchen and you know you see the there's outlet some, and
1: And there's some Dawn dishwashing liquid there too. Yeah. I don't I, know if that's part of
0: the coffee setup or not, but
1: I would say Ditch the Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't use that in any
0: way. No, actually, we'll have a link to this so you can see uh Josh's, you know, setup. And this actually reminds me a lot of my early setup when I was interested in coffee. Going back a few years again, we started with Keurigs in my house when I got married. And then after that had run its course, we got a Cuisinart and pretty much the same model. The reason it was so convenient was because it had a timer. So it would brew the coffee for us in the morning. First thing in the morning, we'd get up feeling groggy, go get that before it was even light out and we would have a cup of coffee. But what I and my wife noticed was that it was always on the weak side and it was really difficult to find the fine line where we could grind something just right So that we got something that wasn't bitter, that tasted good. But then we also had the problem that we were using beans like these, you know, you get from the grocery store. Right. And the beans from the grocery store are 99.9% of the time going to be stale because they're just pretty old beans. Yeah. The other thing about using a bag of beans like this, from looking at the setup, I imagine he uses something to scoop his beans before he grinds them, or he just knows the the line up to which he wants to fill it in right. the grinder when he goes to make a brew. So he's seen that every time he scooped out three tablespoons of his beans into his Mr. Coffee grinder, that he was filling up to a specific point inside of the cap, and then he put the cap on and he always just sticks to that amount. Right, Eyeballing it. And then you get the grinder, right? So the grinder is not gonna do him any favors either because the way that a blade grinder works, it's like lawn mowing your coffee beans. Um, it's gonna just run these blades that disintegrate some of the coffee beans into fine dust particles while leaving also very chunky bits of the beans in there. So you have a lot of variance. You have some grounds that are not gonna give too much of any flavor because they're too chunky. And then you have others that are such, so fine, they slip right through the paper filter and become part of your coffee. Yeah. And it seems to me that the dust has a lot to do with what makes coffee taste bitter. Uh, not always, but sometimes. And the more sediment you have like that, the, the fine dusty particles, that it seems to be that that has some influence on the bitterness of a lot of coffee. Right. So there's lots of room for improvements here, Josh. I like it all that you're thinking about these things. I assume that you like your coffee today and you recognize the value of taking it up a notch or two and making just one purchase can actually make a lot of difference. This is what was the turning point for me was I had a setup like yours and then I got weight scale. And when I did that, I instantly noticed a lot of improvement. I was able to control a lot about the consistency of every brew. As long as I used the same water, as long as I used the same coffee maker, which would set it up to the same temperature on a consistent basis, if I could control the weight in grams, then I could get a very consistent output from a particular grind. But then there's the other thing is that the grinder itself is not so consistent, right? So the coffee grinder costs you what, maybe $15 to $20, whether you got it on Wal- at Walmart or at Amazon. So just double that. If you got a Mr. Coffee burr grinder from Target, you can get those for $40. I saw one of those a couple of weeks ago. That's a pretty good investment because the burr grinder is far more consistent in the grind. Now, the, you also get what you pay for, right? If you get the $40 model, it's not going to work as well as one of the $80 coffee grinders. Right. But it feels like there's no way I'm really getting my money's worth out of the more expensive grinder, am I? And actually, I think you are. I actually think you are. Think of it like console video games. Like the more expensive the console, the better the features and the hardware and the controllers and the graphics. The more you spend, it gets insane. It gets really insane how much you can spend uh, this Christmas on Xboxes and PlayStations, and now I have a brother who's looking at this third party console. When I say third what am I saying? It's another console maker, but here's the thing. The reason my brother wants this console is that it plays computer games on a television console style. Hmm. And that's why he wants this particular unit. But the problem with this device is that it actually comes in various makes and you can get different upgrades for it. So the base price is something like four hundred and ninety dollars. And if you keep on adding upgrades to this console, it gets over $5,000. Wow. Yeah. So, but do you get your money's worth? I think that gamers would say, yeah, but they're also very particular gamers, right? They're doing this all the time. Yeah. And they care about their output and the quality of it runs super fast. It has incredible graphics. It has THX sound, you know, surround sound, you name it. Yeah. It depends what what money's worth means to you. Sure. But the person who gets the base model could tell a huge difference between that and the $780 model yeah. and the $1,000 model. As,
1: and as they well should. I mean, otherwise, h- how do you justify those 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 higher price tags?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So th- that's just the truth of it all. You're going to get your money's worth if you're willing to make that kind of investment. That's what I recognized after I got the weight scale. And then when I recognized when I got a bird grinder, then I realized the thing to do was to get away from my coffee maker and use something more uh, handcrafty, like one of the Hario V60s or the ceramic dripper I got at Starbucks or the AeroPress. You could go in many different directions really with this. So in a minute I'm going to. Yeah,
1: but, but you, okay. The question was if you could make one coffee equipment purchase to improve this setup, what would it be? And your recommendation is.
0: Well, hold that i want to get to the sponsor and then we will give our answers i want your answer too our thanks to thrasher coffee for providing the support for the top brew podcast and our website thrasher is a small batch roaster of high quality responsibly sourced coffee if you want to know what matters most about your coffee beans it's their freshness well thrasher doesn't roast yours until you order so you can be assured that the beans you brew are as fresh as possible Eric and the others at Thrasher gather beans from all corners of the world and craft coffees to perfection. Every bag they send you is a true 16-ounce pound, and that's 30% more coffee beans than most of the other coffee roasters that they pack. So they're offering you the best value with every brew. Thrasher doesn't roast for supermarkets. They roast exclusively for people like our listeners, discerning coffee lovers, enthusiasts, and just those average joes that want something more real. The only way to ensure that you're brewing the freshest coffee around is with a routine coffee delivery subscription. You can purchase Thrasher coffee by the pound, order by order, or get Thrasher's beans automatically delivered to your door every two or four weeks. Plans start at $17.99 per pound, and shipping is always a flat rate of $5. You choose from their seven roasts, then choose when you want them to be delivered to your door. Thrasher always treats the top brew listeners like the smart coffee brewers that y'all are. So as an exclusive, You'll get 25% off of your purchase with the coupon code THANKSTHRASHER at checkout. So my thanks to Thrasher for supporting the Top Brew Podcast, which is this uh, show and the website. Okay, so Eric, what would you do to take Josh's coffee brewing setup the next level?
1: But you promised us your answer after the break. Mm, okay, I did. Ah, pressure's on. Too
0: many things. I, I there should see. be no
1: pressure now. You've, you've seen this. You emailed this to me last night. You should, you should have, have formulated the. Well, part of me is wary that if he has
0: used a variety of different kinds of coffees in this coffee maker, the first thing he needs to do is he needs to. Don't actually overthink actually it, Joe. Clean just, filter.
1: Just, uh, one thing. <sighs>
0: Honestly, I think that he needs to take up his coffee roast. Like he needs to replace his coffee with something better. Because those are older still beans and, and maybe he likes the flavor profile that he gets on a consistent basis, but honestly he can do so much better.
1: That's the, I mean, that's the answer I was, I was going to give is, you know, use, use better coffee, you, use fresher coffee. Um, Cause you have this setup, you've obviously been using it for a while. Kudos to the, to the fact that, that he's, that he's using whole bean. I mean, whole bean is definitely better than getting it pre-ground. I don't think that, that this $15 dollar, blade grinder is much different than a $40 burr grinder. The $40 burr grinder is really just a burr grinder in name only. I mean, it, it operates differently, but but it gives you the same results that this blade grinder would. There's all sorts of inconsistency in the grind. There are, for the most part, you know, whatever you set it to, the, I would say the majority of your grind is is going to look like that coarse, fine, medium, you know, whatever you set it to. But there's also a bunch of powder. There's also a bunch of larger pieces in there that, that should have gotten through but do. And one of the the things that I've talked about in the past is using a a blade grinder, you know, shaking it. Don't just sit it on the countertop and push the button down and wait for it to turn everything into into flour. You know, shake it around in there, get get the beans jumping around inside the inside the capsule or you know, whatever whatever you, whatever you call it inside that chamber. You get somewhat of a consistent grind that way. It's still not it perfect. It really
0: works though. It, your technique does work. It's kind of like you're shaking the smoothie mix. And yeah, right. And it just um, it just works. So you're not relying on the
1: grinder itself to bring the beans up and down and back down to the blade. But my initial answer to this question it still is now that I've thought about it is get better coffee. You know, you've got a decent coffee pot. You've got you've got you've got a grinder. You've got filters. But if you use exactly the same setup here, use the the same coffee pot you're using. You use the same the blade grinder, same water, same everything else, and you you add better coffee to the mix, you're going to notice right away the difference between 8 o'clock now 8 o'clock for a for a store brand for a cheap store brand coffee is really not too bad it's it's one of the one of the better low end coffees he lives in in centerville alabama i don't i don't know if there's any craft roasters in that area but there's got to be some nearby but if he gets some of the, of their coffee tries it you know, buy a few bags see where your where your taste preference is but i think you'll notice immediately an improvement in your coffee for that one simple thing and then if that interests you, if that intrigues you, and makes you want to want to move on, uh, get get more geeky in your habit, then you can start doing things like getting a scale, getting a better grinder, getting a better coffee maker—not electric drip, but a better, you know something like a like a Chemex or. And one of his his other tweets, he said that he that he does have a French press, so that's good. You can make good coffee with a French press. Yeah, it and, looks
0: like he has one of the Bodum French presses. I think. Yeah,
1: and that and that's where a. Uh, a better grinder really helps when you're using the French press, because if you get an inconsistent grind in the French press a you 're going to get a lot of sediment that passes through the green uh, the filter, and b it just it, it can sometimes be very hard to to plunge it because, because the the fine particles clog up the screen and, and, um, and just just make it very difficult so you know, having, a, having a better grinder that gives you a consistent grind is gonna, is going to give you a better French press experience so you've already got a a, a decent coffee maker with the French press, you've got just use better coffee. And, I, and that would, that would be the one equipment purchase that I'd recommend.
0: The, the one thing I would add is that your coffee maker probably needs to be cleaned a couple of times. I'd say once every other month or so, because you'll get the residue inside of your, what do you call it? The top part where the yeah. filter goes. Yeah. The cone. It, it, it's going, yeah, it's just going to get kind of filmy and nasty in there, even though you've got plastic parts that are made of black It kind of hides them. You know, you can't really see the residue Mm -hmm. in there, but it gets chalky. It gets a little filmy. Um, Inside the water reservoir of your Cuisinarty, you're going to get some amoebas in there. You know, so you want to clean that stuff out. You know, use some baking soda or vinegar or something and run a couple of cycles of hot water through it to purge the things in there and scrub things down with a toothbrush, do whatever you can. And the reason I say this is because if you've ever used any sort of artificially flavored coffee beans that said they tasted like blueberry or something like that, they were using strange chemical compounds that really get absorbed into the plastics. Now you cannot really scrub them out. So sadly, if you've already gone into the artificially flavored territory, there's no going back. No, there's really not. It gets worse though. The more you've used so eventually that the you just have to throw out the Cuisinart because it taints every brew no matter how hard you clean it. So hopefully you haven't gone that route. So if you have stuck with just the naturally flavored coffee roasts, then run it a few cycles to clean out what's there. And like I said, brush it down on the inside where the paper filter goes. Man, it, it'll make a world of difference to the cleanliness of your brew, but also I think it influences the flavors. So when you get the better beans, you're going to instantly notice their flavors better because they're not tainted by the stale residues that were inside of the right. the maker.
1: But you, you should notice it anyway, even even if you don't do anything to your coffee pot whatsoever, because you're then you're then you're really comparing apples to apples because the only thing that you've changed in your setup at that point is the coffee. You're still using the the exact pot that you used yesterday with the eight o'clock coffee. And then today you're using whatever beans you buy. And that's the only thing that changed from yesterday to today. So you're really you're really going to be able to taste The difference that coffee, different coffee grounds in your setup. No, we've said a lot
0: to criticize the 8 o'clock coffee, but what do we really make of that? I mean, like, is it any worse than Dunkin' Donuts? Is it any worse than Starbucks? Is it any better or worse than the store brand? 8 o'clock, it just makes coffee, right?
1: Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's been around for, like, since the the 30s. Oh. well, I I think... It's the really 30s or 40s. Name, yeah, But I don't know anything about their business. Well, okay, it's not it's not a a store in the sense that that Kroger makes 8 o'clock coffee. 8 o'clock is a brand like 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 right. Folgers or um yeah, it's a brand. Yeah. It's a brand that you can find in most stores as far as those national brands go, you know, Maxwell House, Folgers, Seattle's um, Best. It's a medium roasted roasted coffee, so it's it's similar to Dunkin' Donuts in that regard. You know, it's it's 100% arabica. It's it's a, you know, medium to medium dark roasted coffee. It's it's not dark roasted. And it's the original one. And it's a blend.
0: Yeah. They have many varieties I saw on their website. And this one says it's the original. So I I don't know what its first profile exactly.
1: And if you're off somewhere and you know, you don't, you don't know anything about the area and, and you're, you know your only choices are Folgers Maxwell House and 8 o'clock coffee i'd definitely recommend the 8 o'clock it's so it's better it's, in the, in in that competing in that realm
0: right it's no better or worse than what you could get from the dunkin donuts or the starbucks brands in a grocery store uh,
1: yeah yeah i would yeah i would say so comparable to that
0: right it, but yeah sure beats the, the bare bottom of
1: the commodity coffee so yeah I guess I didn't realize you can buy eight o'clock whole bean. Obviously, I don't buy it very often. Um, and also,
0: you can buy them in uh, K cups for Keurigs. So. Sure.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Well, okay. I guess that wraps it up for this episode. Thanks, Joshua. Hope that answers the question. And if you have any questions for us, you can uh, send them our way and we'll talk about them next time. This completes episode 41 of Top Brew. Visit topbrew.fm slash podcast slash 41 for the show notes and links for this episode. If you want to connect with us, we are at Top Brew FM on Twitter. Also send personal messages via email to feedback at topbrew.fm. If you're addicted to Facebook, we're also available at facebook.com topbrew.fm. If there are any coffee issues that you have in mind for us to discuss in the future, don't be shy about it. Write to us any of your questions and topics, and we'll discuss them in the next episode. As always, the Top Brew Podcast is available on iTunes. If you would visit us there and give us your one-click star rating, it's how I know that you're thankful for the work that we do. Write us a quick review on iTunes and you'll be my favorite listener for the whole day. Remember that this show is supported by awesome sponsors like Thrasher Coffee. Buy Thrasher Coffee and let them know that we sent you. Use the coupon code THANKSTHRASHER for 25% off of your purchase. I'm Joe Darnell. Thanks for listening to the Top Brew Podcast.